interesting in the preparation of this. One thing was I'd come up with the title and kind of was starting to work my way through the message, and I, it dawned on me. I was like, I feel like I've given this message before. And I looked at my email chain my, when, I, you know, when I was sending out emails, and I looked back, and to the day, but it was the 25th of February, today's the 24th, last year, I gave a message called Heart Issues. And it is the exact same scripture reference. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of interesting. So I made my way through the message, and I'm like, boy, this sounds a lot like what I'm going to talk about today. But it was, it was more on the end of the heart that's regenerated and why that's important. Well, today we're going to talk about the heart, but this is the idea of keeping your heart. So this is the idea of protection, which is also interesting because it talked about this idea of being vulnerable. See, God throws this stuff at you, and you're like, okay, God, we're supposed to be vulnerable, and we're supposed to step out, and you're supposed to do this. But now you're saying, keep your heart, protect your heart, guard your heart. So with God, there's a balance to everything, and, and, and that's, what, um, that's what he wants from us. So keep your heart, guard your heart, protect your heart. Another thing that happened was I was in this, uh, I'm in this professional development track, and this thing is nine months long. It's at Kent State. I'm an employee there. And um, there was a... Um, somebody from India, and he was talking about professional development, and I've talked to you guys about this idea before that I've, I've been through seminar after seminar after seminar of how to develop yourself, how to professionally develop yourself. Well, he's talking, and then he divides us up into groups, and my partner was this lady, and we started talking and whatnot, and she was just talking, Jesus this, Jesus that, Jesus this. Listen, she did not care. Like, she wasn't even thinking, I, I, you know, she wasn't even thinking, like, no apprehension of, does this person even care, or is he going to be mad at me, or is he, is he, he believes something else, didn't care. Just bam, 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 down the line. So, she opens up her phone, and she's like, check out this devotional I'm studying. She shows it to me, it's called Spiritual Attack. So, the whole idea of this being launched out was the idea of, after the word goes forth, this word called walk into the increase, there's going to be attack. So if we think that we're just going to walk into increase without any resistance, right. we need to wake up. Right. I have never been attacked like I have been attacked after that word came. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. After that word came, I was getting attacked from areas that I was just like, wow, that's never happened before. That's a unique one. And it was interesting because when he couldn't get to me, he was going through other people. I was like, wow. So this idea of keeping your heart, protecting your heart, the idea of this word has gone forth to walk into the increase. We need to guard it. So once we're starting to walk into the increase, we have to protect the increase. The one thing that the enemy loves to do is he likes to steal the seed. If he can yeah. steal the seed, then he can stop your growth. Isn't it interesting? We've talked about this idea of Herod trying to kill Jesus. Why did he want to try to kill Jesus? He wanted to try to kill the seed because he knew if the seed was going to grow up and the seed was going to die on the cross and the seed was going to go down to the grave and the seed was going to go into heaven. He knew there was going to be many seeds that were going to be scattered and put forth throughout the earth. So he tried to stop the seed, yeah, but he right. couldn't do it. Right. Excuse me, I'm going through puberty. Evidently, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm going through it twice. All right, so God confirms his word. So God has put forth this word for us this year, and that word is walk into the increase. To me, 
I'm like, I rehearse it in my head. I talk about it. I want to, I want to learn more about it. I want to, and I'm thinking about the idea of organizations. Like they come up with taglines. They come up with slogans. And if I was to shout out a company, then what's their tagline? What's Nike? Just do it. You know what it is. Because they train their people. They train their people to understand it and to be able to recite it. And this isn't a tagline. This is, this is a word from God. But it's the same principle. He wants, us, wants it up inside of us. The word is walking to the increase. It is a word that God wants us to be consumed with. Our thoughts, our decisions, our intentions, all our inclinations should be moving with, in in rhythm with this word. Moving with, in in rhythm with this word. He always says, do you want to be a part of it? We need to personalize this word and be asking God every day, show me how to move into this increase. Man, get consumed with it because it's yours. Show me how to move into it. Once I begin to move into it, show me how to protect it. This is where we're at today. Show me how to protect it. Show me how to keep my heart because this is where the deposit has been made. So when Jesus makes a deposit in you, he's he's making a deposit in your heart. That's why it talks about you need, I need a new heart. When you come into the kingdom and you are born again, literally what God does is he takes an unregenerated heart that is attracted to darkness and he flips the whole program around. You were programmed for darkness when you were born, but he has programmed you for light because of the seed. The incorruptible seed without corruption. We were born into corruption, but the incorruptible seed has come into our heart. And there is a new birth that has taken place. And now he's given us wings to fly. We need to personalize it. So it leads into Proverbs 4. Same portion of scripture on the fourth Sunday in February of last year. God's timing. Proverbs 4, this is verse 18. This is what it says. It says, but the path, come on, but the path of the just is like the shining of the sun that shines, what? Ever brighter until the perfect day. This talks about moving into increase. The idea of the shining sun shining brighter every day, every day, every day. The Bible talks about going from glory to glory, glory to glory. If you look up glory to glory, this is what it literally means. From glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Moving into increase. And when a body of people, when a group of people start to move into increase, the enemy is put on alert. And he will try to come in any way that he can to try to steal it. And he doesn't like this message. He doesn't want you to hear the message. He wants you distracted right now. He wants you to be thinking something that's going to happen in the future. He wants to think you, get you thinking about something that happened in the past. He does not want you here in this ever-present moment to hear this word. Right. Because he knows when it gets into your heart, he can't stop it. The disciples were not willing to die just because of what they had read. They were willing to die because of what they had experienced. Because they saw him. And they felt him, and they knew him, and they touched him. And they said, that's something to die for. Experiencing him. Moving into the increase. 
It says the way of the wicked is like darkness. They don't know what makes them stumble. If you'd go to a prison and ask prisoner after prisoner after prisoner, would you take it back if you could? I think it's safe to say that the majority of them would say, yes, I would. Yes, I wouldn't have made that decision. Yes, I wouldn't have gone to that place. Yes, I wouldn't have shot that gun. Yes, I wouldn't have raised my hand. They come out on the other side. I don't know why I did what I did. I just did it. Because they're led by darkness. An unregenerated heart knows nothing but to walk in darkness. But this is why. We walk in light. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son and my daughter, give attention to my words. Pay attention, he's saying. Pay attention. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Keep your heart. That's where the mess. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. If you study that, it's literally saying everything that happens in your life comes forth from your heart. The Hebrews knew it. They taught that the heart was the seat of everything. And you look at some of these laws and these traditions and these things were set up that if someone sinned, they were literally stoned to death. Luckily, (laughs) thank God, we are in the time of grace. But they understood the tragedy of sin to the point where they said, if someone does this, we have to cut them off from the earth. But we walk in grace now. And Paul would say, but it's not a license to do whatever we want to do, whenever we want to do it, to say whatever we want to do. This grace should propel us into doing the right thing. Righteousness. Right things. Sometimes we have a tendency to make righteousness, again, this ethereal thing. But it boils down to God coming on the inside of your heart, giving you a new program. (laughs) And you operating out of it. And you'll want to do what's right. You say, I'm going to put the law. I'm going to write it on your hearts. It's not going to be something from the outside where you go, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. No, I'm going to put it on inside of you. I'm going to put it on the inside of you. And the more you walk into that salvation with fear and trembling, the more you search it out, the more you listen to it, the more you see it, it becomes more of a part of you. And life begins to be a flow and a rhythm. There's a rhythm to grace. We're doing the right thing isn't hard anymore. You want to do it because you know you got a Savior that died on that cross for you. Propelled by love. That's why God was so interested in getting people to believe the height, the depth of his love. Immeasurable, poured forth into your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life, they are health. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away your deceitful mouth, it says, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Man, this is our word. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and let your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Think about it. How many scribes are all the scriptures? Selah, Selah, Selah. Think on these things. Think on these things. Think on these things. God knows. God knows the more things we put in front of us and we listen to and we see, the more we become like that thing. So he's like, 
Let it move into righteousness. Let it move into the word. Let it move into worship. Let it move into communion. Let it move into the gathering of believers. Let it move into that. Let, us, let our focus be on that because we know that's the only thing that's eternal. Everything else fades away. Everything else fades away. Has it hit you? The kingdom of God grows brighter and brighter and brighter. Everything that you can smell, see, touch, hear, all those things are going to be gone. And the only thing that's going to be left is the kingdom of God. Are you in it? If you're not, why not? The word opens up your eyes. The word opens up your ears. Look straight ahead. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left and remove your foot from evil. All he's saying is I'm the forerunner. I've gone before you and I've trailblazed the path. And all he's saying is now come up behind me. Come up behind me and experience me. Isn't it interesting that he talks about the ears? He talks about the eyes. He talks about the feet. And he talks about the mouth. It's all addressed. When we move and we live and we have our being in him, he's using all of these faculties. You have natural ears, but you also have spiritual ears. You have natural eyes, but you also have spiritual eyes. Think about the armor of God. Think about all that he's given and equipped us with to protect this thing. Not just naturally, but also spiritually. He's equipped us. And he's given us the knowledge to do this. And it's the same dilemma he had in the garden. He said, not my will, but yours, Father. If it can happen any other way, let it be, but not mine, but yours. Yes. This is God's plan for us, that our path is like the shining of the sun. This is our destiny that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. This process, now listen, is governed by the governing of our heart. You say, why? Because out of it flows the issues of life. And it always astounds me when I think about the idea of the power of the Spirit of God, let this, yet the Spirit of God can be quenched. It's, it's one of those things that makes you go tilt in your brain. The power, all power to create the universe, yet he can be quenched. He can come to a place, and if there's hardened hearts that don't want to believe, then he says, the same way Jesus would go into the territories and he would say, I tried, I tried. But because of their unbelief, nothing happened. Man, my thing is let our belief be wide open. Come on. Let our belief be so wide that the Holy Spirit has no issue on walking on in the house. (laughs) Coming up out of you. I don't want my heart to be clogged. He has given me a clean heart. Why in the world would I want to go back and change it? I need to keep it clean. The revelation is the avenue of the glory of God not only can be poured forth from him directly, onto, but it can come out of you too. Repetitive. He's not interested in inhabiting buildings. He's interested in inhabiting people. Not made with hands. So my thing is God pour forth through me <laughs> and through you. There's something about what's going on it becomes almost irresistible. 
when someone comes in the house, and it's not us just reading and talking and doing, but they come in the house and they see, they see God being experienced. There's something about that that makes people want to jump in too. When I came here, was I 26 years old? We're talking almost 20 years ago. What attracted me when I walked in the door is because I grew up in religion. As there was drums and there was a guitar and there was a piano and there was a praise team. And people were jumping and dancing all around. And I had been in the world and seen that at concert after concert and been involved in that. And see, I saw all that side of it. And I came in and I had never seen it before in, in church. And that's one of the things that attracted me is I saw people experiencing God. And I was in a bad place and they were in a good place. And it made me say, I want that stuff. Yeah. So let yourself go. When you come into worship, let yourself go. Maybe it's you someone will look over at. Isn't it amazing when people come up front and raise their hands? It becomes easier for us, easier yeah. for you. There's something about that being contagious when the Spirit of God begins to move. And again, moving with the rhythm, moving with the flow of what he's doing. The Spirit of God can be quenched. How? A heart clogged with the world. Just as a healthy natural heart is crucial for the systems of your natural body to operate efficiently, so a healthy spiritual heart is crucial for the Spirit of God to move through you and me to the world and to anybody that walks through these doors. So the Hebrew meaning of heart, you realize heart is found in the Old New Testament 800 times. 800 times. This is the King James Version. 800 times. You suppose he was trying to get a point across. This is what it talks about. It pertains to the inner man. And we all, know, we all understand the inner man. We know there's a natural man. There's a spiritual man. It pertains to the inner man. The mind. Now listen to this gamut of things. The mind. The conscience. The will. The soul and understanding. It denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life. It is the fountain and seat of all thoughts, passions, listen, emotions, desires, appetites, and affections. All purposes and endeavors, including the determination of the will. It is the totality of a person. Isn't it interesting why Jesus said, either make the tree good or bad. Either make it good or bad. He doesn't like mixture. He wants the tree, obviously, to be, to be good. To be good. You could say the heart is who you are. So after you read the definition, it's no wonder we're supposed to keep it and guard it. We live in a society, and I am preaching to the choir, we live in a society that is trying to distract you and me. From the purposes of God. Yeah. By shiny things. Bells and whistles. And things to draw our attention from what really matters. So the enemy wants to steal the deposit. The word keep actually means to guard. Listen, this is, these are all military terms. So if we think that keeping our heart is just this, I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to rock it back and forth. Nah. Well, that's not what we're talking about. It's a violent keeping. To guard, to watch over, to preserve, to guard from danger, to be kept close, and to be blockaded. That's, those are all military terms. 
What have we set up in our own homes? What have we set up around us to blockade the enemy? Have we left the door wide open? Have we left the front door wide open for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc and do whatever he wants to do? Or have we blockaded? So the enemy wants to steal the word. He wants to steal the deposit. So when you have this thought, the idea of the parable of the sower takes a whole other meaning. So Jesus tells a story about the parable of the sower. He says, a sower went out to sow. Stay with me now. He said, some seed fell by the wayside and birds came and ate it. Just literally. Scattered on dry, hard ground. Birds came up. Seeds are gone. And then he said, some seed fell in stony places where there was no depth of earth. The plants sprang up. The sun scorched the plants. And because they didn't have enough root, they withered away. Then he says a third thing. Some fell among thorns and got choked out. Then he has the fourth one. And some fell on good ground and yielded a crop. Some hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. All due to how these people heard the word. Now listen. He's giving examples on how the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's after the seed. He's after the word. So now we go into Matthew 13, and this is Jesus now breaking down to everybody what exactly this means. And these are important to understand, for us to understand. Keep these in your heart. Write them down if you have a pencil and paper. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and he snatches away the, the seed that was sown in the heart. Just takes it right out of there. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who heard, hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Oh, that was an awesome sermon. Dancing all around. Receives it with joy in that moment. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arise, because of the word, you hear people, if you don't get anything today, it's because of the word. You say, why? Because the enemy hates it, hates it, hates it, hates it, hates the word. You say, why does he hate me? Because the word has come to live in you. Yeah. Jesus is telling them, Jesus is telling them, they hate, they're hating me. Wait till I come up on the inside of you. They're going to do the exact same thing to you. Right. Because of the word. Tribulation, persecution arise because of the word. Immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and then the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and becomes unfruitful. But he, come on, he who received the seed on good ground. Why is it important to keep and protect my heart? Because God wants to deal with good ground. He doesn't want us thinking about, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I shouldn't have went there. Oh, I should No, he wants a clean, pure conscience where you say, give it to me, God. Yeah. Give it to me, and I'm going to walk in. I'm going to operate in it. Watch this. What? Yeah. Good ground. And he who hears the word and understands it, he who indeed bears fruit and produces some 100, some 60, some 30. Why not 100? Man, how many instances in the Bible did people go halfway? And God was like, if you would have gone all the way, you wouldn't have believed what I was going to do. Yeah, I blessed you a little bit. I've blessed you 50%, but do you want 100%? And he asked the question, 
So there's five things that happen here. This is your, this is your practical grassroots, rubber hits the road every day stuff. Lack of understanding is they don't consider, comprehend, or perceive it. I look at this and I'm thinking of the idea of the idea of, of sitting there and thinking about this thing, understanding it, considering it, perceiving it, letting it come on the inside and really take root. Say law, think on these things. Lack of understanding. Tribulation, trouble, pressure, affliction, distress, many forms. Try to narrow that one down. There could be a hundred different things that happen to you during the day that would fall into that area. And it's all to get us to go, coming from this place, this place, this place, this place, this place, this place, this place. The devil trying to pull you out of peace. When God says, guess what? My peace surpasses all understanding. So if you're trying to understand it by all these attacks that are happening around you, and you're thinking, it doesn't work that way. Stay in peace. It's part of keeping your heart. Trouble, pressure, affliction, distress. Persecution. It's harassment, mistreatment, hostility, abuse. A lot of times when this happens, offense walks right through the door. Offense walks through the door and says, embrace me. Because once you embrace me, you're going to go someplace where you shouldn't go. Harassment, mistreatment, hostility, abuse. Cares of this world, anxiety and worry. Concerns, distractions, deceitfulness of riches, lust for false riches, lusts of the world, pride of life, having a focus on things constantly. So lack of understanding is one way where he wants to come in. Tribulation is another way where he wants to come in. Persecution is another way, cares of this world, and deceitfulness of riches. So when you see this happening in your life, know he is after something very valuable. When those things come up on you, you know for a fact that joy is on the other side of those things. See, this is warfare and this is battle. But you understand the ways of the enemy. And when the enemy comes at you, you recognize it. You identify it. And you get out your weapons. And you say, no. I see you coming. I see what you're trying to do. It's interesting. The Bible talks about this idea of we know his devices. That's what it says. We know his ways. We understand how he comes. And it helps us thwart that. So guard it. Y'all can stand. The Bible says out of the treasure of a man's heart, his mouth speaks. You ever say something and then, like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said it. It's interesting how God deals with all of these things. It's like I want a clean heart because I want clean words coming out of your mouth. I want you to keep your heart so when you speak, others see me in you and sense that anointing. Bible also say adultery starts in the heart. There's things that Jesus would say to people, and they would go, we're doomed. <laughs> but the only reason he was telling them was he, he was making them understand, you're going to need a Savior. You need a Savior. When a man or woman comes into the revelation that they can never be good enough. 
and Jesus says, I am. I'm good enough. Born of the incorruptible seed. How can God look at me and deal with me and speak to me and operate through me because of Jesus? It's interesting because we sang the blood. Our father sees through blood-stained eyes. But he's also always calling us to repentance. Coming to the knowledge that once again, we need a savior. Man, if we could walk it out perfectly, if we could never do something wrong again, be awesome. But it's not going to happen that way. You're going to come to situation after situation after situation where you're on your back going, I need you again. I need you again. Lord, we pray. We, we say these things, the sealing of your word, that your word would be sealed. But, oh, God, we also know there's, a, there's, a, there's something that we need to do also, is we need to protect the word. We need to be in our words daily. In Proverbs it says, I hid your word in my heart so I would not sin. I wonder if we could trace those times when we've fallen short. Where did we put the word? Did we move the word aside? Where were we in the word that day? Where were we walking it? But we're going to hide your word in our hearts, God. We're going to operate as a body according to your ways, according to your principles, because we know they work. And we know there's going to be attacks that come upon us. But God, we pray protection. We pray ministering angels protect this word. Keep it in our minds, Lord. Help us to think about it. Help us to be saturated with this. Help us to be consumed with it. So we live it. We eat it. We breathe it. We move farther into this thing that you have spoken to walk into increase. Show us those things, God, that you're calling us to do. Show us those things that you want us to launch out into, even though there's fear ahead of you, to launch out into it anyway and experience the joy that lays before. Lord, I would pray for every single person that walks in these doors in these next few weeks and months and years, God, that they experience you, that there's a body of people that says, this is your God. There was a prophetic word that was spoken out the church that this church was going to declare, this is your God. This is your God. So many words spoken out of this church. <laughs> so many words spoken over this church. This is the year of increase. This is the year that we're going to see some of those words come to pass. This is the year that God is going to open up those path pathways that have otherwise been blocked. This is the year that he's calling his body as an army to get up, take up their bed and walk. Yeah. Whatever those things are that are preventing you from getting up, he just says, get up. He says, I've already equipped you. He says, come out of depression. Come out of anxiety. Come out of those things that are tripping you up. Come out of sin. Come out of habits that you seemingly can't be broken. But they're broken by the Spirit of God. Yes. Moving forward as an army. What are the things that lie ahead? What are the days that lie ahead? 
The church is going to shine brighter. Listen to me. The church is going to shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter till that day that he comes back. Again, he puts out the decree. Do you want to be a part of it? Shining brighter. And we seal this word in Jesus' name.